Something's gone wrong. Oh, it says live, Jay. Live, exactly. Running to do the show. Hello, everybody. And welcome back to Let's Join Out in the British summertime, in fact, now. Wait, I'm so out of breath. We're not used to running this show so regularly on the time, but back to our old time's sake, we decided to run a few minutes late. Hello to everyone. We're only, we've got a small house this week. Tony, it's me and you. Let's get it. Hey. How you doing? Yeah, good, thanks. You? Yeah, it's been a fun week and stuff. Flying in London, but knackered. But it's good to be here. And it's actually about, I don't know, about a year ago when I finally first met this man that we've got on the guest today. Quite an interesting man I found from that moment there. It was at the mini air show number two. Basically, Dom and I were walking around, meeting and greeting, and we came across the tent of fossil stuff, and we had refreshments there, and it set us up for the rest of the night on the Saturday night. It was a good night. So we have our, this person who finally actually got onto the show as the guest, not just as a secondary guest where he appeared last year. We have Mr. Martin Rye, a.k.a. Fossil, is that right? Yeah, good evening, guys. What's up, <laughs> So, Martin... Obviously, um, you've been quite in, in this hobby and, and you've been shaping a lot of this hobby, actually. I've, I've seen your quads fly or your designs fly and smash into grounds from all sorts of angles and speeds from all sorts of heights. And they seem to just get up and go up again. I mean, I wouldn't say indestructible, but very near to... No, they're not indestructible, no. Um, <laughs> they do come with a, a limited lifetime warranty. Um, but... Yeah, they do break, and I must have replaced probably, I don't know, 60 or 70 frames by now. Um, I keep thinking about taking a picture of them all. I've saved every single one of them. Um, all the details of where they've broken. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's a nice touch, I think, and uh, yeah, obviously, people, obviously people pay a bit more for that. Um, yeah. And I think it's worth every penny. I mean, I think that from when I'm telling people that want to get into it, I would say get a frame such as the fossil stuff that, of those materials because they do take the knocks a lot harder. Um, so, I mean, I, I wish I had something similar when I started, but really the, 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 the um, aviation history for, for you is much, much earlier than that, is it not? I mean, uh, how did you get from where you got to in your history, if you don't mind giving us a brief update? Um, what these days well it's all started off i suppose many years ago in chobham common with my father flying um a, a high wing monoplane basically just a normal plane with the old really old uh, rc kit with a push button um to turn the rudder left and right with a rubber band driven escape <laughs> um wow. and we had great fun and then i built a several gliders, chucked them off the top of the hill, watched them crash and then go back and rebuild them. Um, then a long break from it all, then got into RC thermal saurus at school. Um, obviously a big playing field, great, just tow line, used to tow line launch. Um, oh, about four, four or five minute flights, but it was unbelievable. Um, then another big break and then uh, moved to where I am now and got into electric flight 
with electric sawers. Again, just lying in long grass, transmitter on your tummy, and just <laughs> the, the gliders would be probably a couple of thousand feet above the clouds sometimes. You'd have to dodge it. Oh, then you'd just be lying on your back. <laughs> um, to me, that was uh, very similar, well, almost as sort of addictive as flying. Um, it was like every out, every night, get that thing in the air. Um, but no, no, now quads are the way to go. There's uh, the FBV, you're actually in it. Um, but there's still mileage in thermal sores or FBV. And, you know, uh, it was interesting because Don Robinson uh, mentioned that he, or he had the man behind the mini air show the last couple of years. Uh, he, he was going out recently with his, his glider on, you know, just slope soaring. And the one thing that really struck home was he said he could get, you know, half an hour flights out of it on one battery. And it's like, it's unheard of for these days of anyone who hasn't flown a glider or something. Slope soaring, you can actually, the wind's right, you can fly all day, you know, as long as your batteries last. Um, it's, just using the you know the thermal i'm more interested in thermal soaring personally hmm. much time to do it with fossil stuff and but i've got a big four meter um chris foss design up in the loft which we're gonna well hopefully i'm gonna fbv um this, this <laughs> time, a big 24 inch prop on it um folding prop obviously and just get it up there and hit some serious height hopefully not get into too much trouble <laughs> I mean, what, what sort of things is this? Uh, is, is the wing made off of uh, on this massive wingspan glider? Is it just bolster and? Oh, it's a foam, foam wing, uh, veneered foam wing, Covered. bolster fuselage. Yeah, bolster. A lovely material. There's no doubt about oh. it. Um, I think it's very underestimated, and it may well see its uh, place in, in quad frames yet. Not. I don't know. I'm just messing around with some ideas. <laughs> it's very, very, Always like, very. You've got, you've got to play with different materials and it's a shame balsa because the trouble with balsa is it's um very time consuming to build anything in balsa is uh, a, a laborious job and a, and a labor of love basically that's why well, i don't think people I, do i'm afraid i'd like to define that they're like buying epm phone things from hobby king and it's not quite the same as it used to be I mean, the, 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 when I first put a, a glider, I had to put it together, and I didn't put it together very well, to be honest. But the second thing was that laser cut also, like planes and things, were amazing. They just go together like jigsaws. So actually, I, I could have the love of the balsa build with the ease of not having to cut every single part out. But that takes true workmanship to do that. Yeah. You would have had to do it in the past. I suppose I'm really chatting about stuff uh, probably more long term with the uh, flying wings. You know, I've just seen this new specification for the flying wings. Um, and actually, it's almost like Formula One. It's, it's open, totally open, carbon spars and foam. Well, that takes you into another another world compared with what we're, what everyone's producing now. Hmm. And the, the, the potential of increased performance is unbelievable. You know, foam is... Uh, and it and it specifically says just foam, and then it lists all EPM, EPM, But there are some foams out there that are certainly in the marine industry, and actually in the um, aircraft industry, 
we'll just open this right up and we're going to be producing some amazing wings. Not not fossil stuff. No, but as in the... the, the everyone. Yeah. You know, the carbon spiral is a very open um, term. And think what you can do with a carbon spiral. You know, most of the stuff we see now is two mil diameter little rods pushed into a bit of foam. Tubular spars, you know, 16 mil diameter with some really, really top end foam, all machined. You know, flying wings are going to be absolutely crazy. I think very, very light, very, very strong. Um, yeah, sorry, I'm rambling. <laughs> no, 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 it's fascinating. I mean, I was thinking all the offshoots of that. I mean, Obviously, DJI re uh, released their Matrix 200 recently, and they're selling it as an all sort of weather, you can fly it in the rain or adverse weather conditions. And I guess I was thinking along the lines that the, the, the wings are also very popular for mapping and things, but the one thing that they don't handle uh, the extreme weather, or not interested just wings, but all these sort of aircraft, whether it's a, a quadcopter or whatever, um, they don't seem to handle the adverse weather conditions in the best way. And I'm thinking all these new materials will actually enable more search and rescue or whatever aspect of well, possibly, Jay. bad weather um, flying you need. I don't know. Obviously, you know, small aircraft are susceptible to strong winds, whether you know, whether yeah. a flying wing or a drone. So that may be a problem to overcome. Um, but, yeah, at the minute, I think we are down to sort of fair weather flying, <laughs> whatever we are. Whether it's a wing or a, or a drone. Anyway, this is a drone show. Can we talk about some drones? <laughs> well, if you're going to start saying I'm going to put a pixel on this and fly it around Waypoint, then we would have been okay. But no, obviously, I mean, you haven't been producing planes, though. I mean, um, the uh, Revo stuff, I, Tony, you've been doing these, like, 100-meter ascent stuff. And obviously, the Revo frame was uh, thinking outside the box of minimizing the amount of potential drag from the arms. Um, and, and, Tony, how have you been getting on with your speed records I haven't set any yet, I don't think. Um, we've done Revo stuff. We've done 100 mile an hour with a Revo, which is quite easy. I think we're at, we've got a fossil stuff meeting um, this Sunday, so I'm hoping uh, Chris is going to bring out his 6S and we're going we're gonna to get the radar gun out again Sunday and have, a, have another go. Excellent. So, and what, yeah, what sort some... of speeds are you hoping to get to? Sorry? What sort of speeds are you hoping to get to then? I don't know. I think... Well, uh, What's the? I think it's 127 mile an hour at the moment. We've and done 100. Said, we've done 100 quite easy. So I, I, I think I think we could do. Oh, we're up to 112, are we? Yeah. Wow. Oh, that's that's good. So I reckon we we could do 130. I reckon it's quite possible. <laughs> well, I mean, are you going to sort of be filming this? Hopefully, we'll all get to see some of these attempts of speed records. Yeah, so I'll, I'll be. I'm gonna um, do a whole sort of vlog on uh, the Sunday meet, except for the secret stuff that we're gonna be discussing. But yeah, yeah. can't talk to you about that. Don't worry, we'll uh, abduct you and we'll torture you until you come. <laughs> can, <laughs> I I think ask, we can I ask a question? How many people watch the um, Joshua Bardwell motor story? The 58 minutes worth with Brian Harrell. I thought that was amazing. Okay, I actually added it to my watch later, but I didn't get yeah, I did. it. Today. Was it today? Well, yesterday. It was very recent, wasn't it? Two days ago, I think. Uh, just the day before, yeah. yeah. I've only just landed. Have you seen it, Tony? 
I started to watch it and then got distracted, but it is in my replay list, so I need to watch it. Come on, Martin, spill the beans. What, what was the interest? It's about the new uh, RS motors, isn't it? The... Yeah, he was just saying whether they're really worth it. Um, it, it I can't I can't sum up an hour's worth of chat in seconds, but the <laughs> is that I did learn an awful lot from it. Um, very interesting guys. Certainly, certainly uh, Ryan, very clever guy and really worth a listen. So um, I recommend it to anyone. I'll have to listen to that again tonight. Yeah, he's quite an interesting uh, person, that Joshua. Yeah. Very, very clever guy. Yeah, a lot of respect for him. So, come on, I'm, I'm more interested as well in this 100 meter ascent because what motors were you running on yours at the time? I mean, you, surely your 100 meter, my 13 miles an hour, 130, whatever you're going to get going up, surely, or, or along. Come on, Tony. I want you to see more scratched cameras because, I mean, that, that message from Jack, oh, my lens was priceless. <laughs> that that wasn't even the Revo. That was a um, 210 gravity. Uh, yeah, 210 that was. And that was running the Emax 2600 KV. Oh. The old ones. The old is gold because I've heard a lot of the new ones uh, are dropping magnets quite so I, quickly. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I... <laughs> You know, I actually was trying to find some new motors for a new build this week, and I finally got my Cobra 2207 shipped from Germany. It's taken about three days. So there's no UK stock or two at some sites. But... I've just Can't got be... some, some new motors for my next Revo, um, which I've got the Brother Hobby 2600, the oh. blue ones. Oh, yeah, I've got, I've, I've got some of them to try, so hopefully they're going to be nice. I, I mean, I've run the 2600 Emacs, the old ones. They're really, really fast. They're so much faster than the 2300. But when I used to run carrying a GoPro, or if I do run carrying a GoPro, it does not eat your battery, and you, you land, and your battery is like <laughs> boiling hot, and you know. But have, not having a GoPro on the Revo, it doesn't even get warm, and you can do two, two and a half minutes really, really fast. So. See, at some point we're going to have to have improvement in camera technology where it's not that much of a drain to have the weight or something on there. But I guess that's well, that's 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 the, yeah, we got to wait for them. We, I mean, it's round the corner. I, I mean, I'm amazed at how differently a quad feels without a Yi, which is a house brick <clears throat> slap to the spot. But I mean, I'm a fan of recording my HVD footage because I think I can see more in my flights afterwards when I'm studying my flight back. Yeah. Because I know that in the FPV, like oscillations and things like that. Um, so I'm a massive you, fan of. Can I say something? Yeah, yeah, of course. You're the guest, of course you can. Do you think um, possibly that strapping a GoPro or a session or whatever you call these things, run cams, on the top of the <laughs> corner, would become obsolete very shortly with the uh, high definition VTXs and everything else? And HD, maybe HD link, yes. Um, you see, it will, I, it's, it's still a long way off, I think. Somebody once said to me that all technology that we experience as civilians all came from military tech. And it's like, at the time, I tried to say, no, nah, surely there's something that's not. And actually, if you think, a lot of it is developed from it. Now, the, the technology that exists at the moment in the military you know, uh, spec is a lot more advanced than HD, and the links are going to be stronger and everything because that's where all the development's been at. So I think it'd be interesting when it starts to filter down, um, if you know what I mean. 
It comes from aliens. It was the Roswell crash. <laughs> I thought that you just plug it in your Revo there, Tony. <laughs> comes in from uh, Roswell. That's the technology. <laughs> no, um, oh, I, st I, I still think the H the HD's still got. Uh, I reckon a year, at least a year before they get it right. It may be more. Yeah, yeah, it could be right. But and I think HD in the format that is widescreen, I can't fly widescreen. I'm too used to four by three. Yeah, that's another thing. Do you fly four by three? You're standard, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. So what do you fly in these days, Martin? Obviously, you probably have a plethora of things you can fly, but other than the glider. Um, I love my Revo 4. Um, I've got a 6, a 4, a 5, a 3. <laughs> and he's, he's I'm working on the 2s I'm working on tonight. And I flew the, the Predator tonight, um, just doing some battery testing. But the 4 to me, Revo 4, on the, um, what have I got on there? DYS 2750s. Oh, it's just nuts. Two blades, uh, two blade dowels. Um, to me, that's all I need. It's just mental. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll have a go at that. I'll have a go at that for uh, Sunday morning. The four inch. The five, the five, the five is, is nice. Don't get me wrong, but it, to me, it feels like a boat. Um, six is a, a big boat, but the four is where I want. And the three was fun when we went on. At the minute, we're still developing the three, and we're only on printed mounts. Uh, motor mounts and they keep bloody snapping so i'm still waiting for my aluminium ones to come in um from the man down the road but the three has got something about the three as well i can't put my finger on it uh the small stuff i, I do enjoy um, yeah so four fours to answer your question revo four is is my my special it's sweet spot in that size range i mean it's interesting because uh nj tech who sadly can't make it here tonight he's um well, not only building the Revo, but he's been flying a 130 size and he put it off for ages. He didn't want to build this thing. And since he built it with a proper, you know, HSC 1177 camera and BTX and everything, so it's not really the micro build, it's a proper brushless with proper uh, ESC. It's amazing how that thing flies. And actually those smaller size things just give you more spaces to fly and more gaps to get through. More time. Yeah, more time. Um, so I mean, and and slowly there is that constant trend as technology improves for the smaller scale. It is still progressing downwards, isn't it? As I'd they like become to say the, the Revo Three flies as well as, if not better, than the original Gravity, the eighteen A Six by a long way. <laughs> it's um, wow. it's moving so fast. Everything you know, where's it going? Does when, I know you buy something, it's, don't you? You buy something and it's gone. A week later, it's crap. Well, in some aspects, I think it's not really crap, actually, because <laughs> things that I bought for my QAVR last year, and it's been my own real, real quad flying for that year, was my, you know, bits that nowadays I wouldn't buy again, but it's still a worthy thing. And I, you see, you see ESCs, they're like, oh, they, we got some small ones, you buy the small ones. And then someone's just posted, uh, I think Rich HPI Go posted the new Emacs ones. They're the size of a keyboard key. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so that's and the next thing. So my ESCs are now shit that I just spent 120 quid on. We have so much progress because the amount of value of this whole industry is growing constantly. 
So welcome the change and welcome the progression and welcome like, as though your previous stuff feels rubbish because it's only last year. And well, appreciate the cutting edge of hobby science. <laughs> my wallet doesn't appreciate any of it. Well, hobby and professional science, I guess. No, it doesn't. No, I mean, uh, I can't afford to <laughs> some months. And then I'll probably crash. Yeah. I know. I it crashing and rebuilding. So any plans from you, Martin, then to uh, potentially uh, move smaller then with your uh, range of quads other than the 3-inch, like the micro brushes or anything like that no. for the indoor season ahead? The problem with that, Jay, is um, as a frame manufacturer, um, the, the the tiny stuff, there's, there's nothing to it, is there? You've got a piece of carbon that's 90 mil in circumference, and it's worth about three quid. <laughs> so the market... Yeah. It's not worse. <clears throat> it got a good offer, it, obviously, but uh, it's it's almost like giveaway with uh, with a frame, <clears throat> the tiny stuff. You know, the other I think interesting thing is that uh, sometimes the um, the number of clones that come out based on a copy of a good design that appear quickly on the. Uh, I know Alex Grieve was uh, mentioning some of his antennas and how they're just getting sort of copied. Oh, that was so sad. The guy, the guy's got. Serious problems on me, and I feel very sorry for Alex. Yeah, and I spent yeah. the time, effort, and development and research well, for someone to just walk along. Well now, fossil mm. stuff has been um, copied, let's say, <laughs> by a fair few manufacturers now, um, and it is frustrating. But um, Alex has gone down the patent road, and I'm not sure that's the way to go. Well, that was his largest cost, wasn't it, of, of investment? A lot of money. We won't spent. the subject of patents because I've been down that road with another product, another company, and it's serious money and it doesn't get you anywhere. The only people that make the money out of are the lawyers and the patent attorneys. Um, just leave it alone. It's, it's, it's not worth getting involved. You just got to accept that you are going. If you are an innovator, you are going to get copied. But I'm a firm believer that the original is probably always the best. Because you know, so, like so much more thought has gone into it from the originator, i.e., Alex, uh, dare I say, myself. Um, it's, it's months and months and months of work, hard work. Every, it's not just a bloody two day job. Um, knock it out. You know, every hole, every slot is considered every screw hole and same with Alex I'm sure you know his production the volume he's turning out is immense and every antenna has to be thoroughly thought about every component how he's going to solve it I, I can't imagine what that guy's going through and I do feel very sorry for him very very yeah. sorry it's sad for everyone else as well when somebody who has obviously brings a lot to our industry and our, our pastime, our hobby, whatever you want to call it, um, is contemplating just stopping because... Uh, yeah, but you know, I've, I've, I've thought about that um, more than once, to be perfectly honest. But my art is in it, and I still think there's a huge potential in the industry for a lot of people, for everyone, you know, but being ripped off is pretty, is, is, is pretty upsetting. Yeah. Uh, but it's going to happen and you've got to accept it. Well, often it's a market, it's, it's, it's kind of a compliment but in a horrible way because obviously you'd only copy a great design and something that works. So actually there's one, the only thing you can take of it from a benefit is the fact that 
they copied your fantastic or whoever's fantastic design and, and build it from there. Yeah, but I, th I think people like myself, myself, Alex, and other great innovators in the industry will succeed and they, they will keep going because that's what they do. Um, and it's a bit like something like Dyson, James, is it James Dyson, whatever his name? You know, his, his products are getting ripped off, but you know, though he was the originator, he's still very, very strong in the industry. Um, and the originators, I do think, as they stick, stick at it, will work um, and, and still be the best. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, there was one idea I had when I, I run these science workshops for British Science Week, and there was one suggestion because I opened up to the kids what would you make one out of? And, you know, wood comes up quite often, and I think that's good because let's say But one kid, I think he'd just been on a class relating to this, said pottery. <laughs> Bless. No, pottery is probably not the right material for these things. But, you know, like, I guess. What I found was the kids are, are loving this stuff and the, the workshops are always booked up. It's a free thing, but they're always booked up. And the schools are trying to get these on board and stuff. So I guess the technology itself, whether it's a branded thing and whether it's stuff like that, the technology itself is always going to be progressing and desired, even from an educational point of view, from a technology point of view. Um, and hopefully there's people that still want to progress and, and give to the community, whether it's through a hardware design or even open source software to develop things and move, move things forward. Hmm. Hmm. Oh, where, where, where do you stop with <laughs> the, the schools, schools thing you just sort of brushed on? is something that Fossil Stuff is very keen to get involved with. Um, hmm. Well, I say train the kids now and they'll make the legislation in our favor later on. It's a long game we have to play. <laughs> no, but actually, that's, that's the future, isn't it? The kids are going to develop this further as they learn, and they go through school learning their science and their, their maths and everything of how to apply it to these things because they're cool, and we'll probably see your development. Yeah. So. Uh, but I did, uh, 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 there's a lot more to it than just the um, building of things. There's a, the, th you know, the theory of flight, um, and I think one of the most, most important things is that when it goes wrong, that they can learn some troubleshooting. At the moment, kids can't pick up a screwdriver and mend something. You know, Lego and Meccano, I suppose when you're very, very young, Lego is a, is a thing, but the, the, the youngsters, 16 years old, 18 years old, whatever, you ask them to mend something or change a plug, they wouldn't have a clue. <laughs> Sounds like me. It's me. <laughs> no, no, Tony, you have a go, but a lot of them don't even have a go. They just chuck it in a bin, buy a new one, you know. But to learn about problems and how to solve them, um, you know, we're all, we're all going through it. You know, bloody motor won't spin properly. Why doesn't it spin properly? Well, is it the SC or the flight controller? There's how about time my screw in too tight? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it's the simple things. To find that to find that problem and to actually overcome it and get the bloody thing in the air again is just elation. And you think, yes, I've done it. And the kids could be doing this and really, really learning an awful lot, not just about building quads, but it's almost about life, you know, to overcome problems. Ugh, I don't know. It's, uh, you know, like, as in people often share it's a STEM project, but I even say that it's more of a STEAM project incorporating the arts because even now, 
uh, Intel and other companies in China were doing these as, as display performances, even at the Super Bowl. So it's even an artistic aspect. So you've got the the uh, science, the the engineering. You've got all aspects of the maths and the science and, and the arts. It's it's such an interesting scope for a teaching and education environment. It is definitely um, yeah. You know the DNT um, departments and schools should be seriously looking at this and offering it to the to the kids as a uh, an option, whatever. You know, one, one <laughs> slide I show, I show some pictures is one that's built on Lego. I mean, it's it's quite old now. Yeah. But as something that's just a micro brushless thing that people fly, it's quite interesting to see that they can change things and because it's flight dynamics and all the other aspects of it. And where do you start? Well, how do you present something to a school to say, look, this is something for them to assist their learning and, and to, to spark their imagination, perhaps their interest, inspire them. How do you even start on such a where even as adults, we might come from a different discipline or a different background with some not knowledge of you know, RC planes and batteries or you know whatever, but it's always just a, something of the whole subset. And to learn everything about what it is to fly these things is, is immense really at the end of the day. Yeah, and I think somebody has got to offer the schools or the colleges or universities a package basically you know almost a syllabus where they can the teachers can take this syllabus and the hardware and and teach it to the kids and show them what can be done and part of the curriculum oh, Jay, you're muted <laughs> You know what? They come in and they press mute, but you can take it over, Tony. I was going to say we oh. need special shout outs to people in our chat room. We have our regulars that join us every week. Shout out to Striker and Collega um, Ram. We've got a new kid, uh, Matthew Gammons, who actually has just uh, started to fly these days. Um, Good. Dazzle. Thanks. What's up? In every week. We, we appreciate it here. There's probably more. I haven't actually kept an eye on the chat room, so I do apologize. If you've got any questions for Martin, myself, or anyone, especially Martin, he's a very interesting man, um, pop them again in the chat room and I'll on it. Probably it's, it's too much of a distraction, Martin. It's too interesting. You've got so many different things that you can do. Super top secret stuff as well. Martin, <laughs> be quiet. Nah. Yeah. So, Tony, what do you... Uh, so, actually, other news, Thomas Greer has uh, stepped down from chairman of BVFPRA. After all, it's BFPVRA, sorry. I did get that wrong. So, I think they're actually even looking for nominations for that. I don't know if it's still open. Um, Tony, are you interested? Tony? You interested? <laughs> no. <laughs> Well, it is open. I think if you go to their Facebook page, you might be able to find some things. There's all sorts of things. Have you got any developments or news? Have you been racing these days, Tony? Um, I go. raced only a couple of weekends ago, but it was so blooming windy. It was horrible. Gusts of about 40 mile an hour. And we, we were just getting, you know, we've been using them tiny little gates that have got popular. You know, the soccer ones that everyone's cutting. The, yeah, that people put the back out of. Yeah, yeah. the fours and fours are. They're really small. And uh, it's... It was like we were lining up for the gates, but the wind was just blowing us out of the way. So it was really hard. But I've just really, really enjoying freestyling my Revo. I know the Revo is actually a, a race frame, but Brad has built it so nice that I didn't want to get it dirty or race it or crash it. So I've been freestyling it. And 
I just, I'm just, it's so enjoyable at the moment. Tony, why, why shouldn't it be a freestyle frame? Who said it? Exactly. Couldn't be. Well, what Tony's saying is he's not a freestyle pilot and he's now starting to freestyle. He's gone to the dark side. There is that, but like NJ <laughs> point, like NJ pointed out, the um, it, with the rigging and you know close proximity to trees, it, you know you've got that. Yeah, it might hook on. Any car to get hung up on a tree, wouldn't it? Let's face it. Yeah, I know. I went and rescued the guys last weekend. If it was just hanging on one of those sort of tension, uh, on, on the tension sort of uh, uh, string, not string, whatever you call it, the, the tensioner. Dynema, dynema. Rigging. Yeah, yeah. Rigging. If it's hanging on a twig with that, then surely you'd still be able to power off of the twig. Sideways launch. So actually, it may not be as bad as perhaps you think. They might hook on the start of a branch rather than getting stuck right in and wedged with the prop right against the trunk and, and a branch, you know, wedged in between the motors. You might actually be better off impacting a tree. I think this is something that needs to be tested. You've got a big pole. Yeah. Thank you. You've got a Revo. Next week, I want updates. <laughs> well, then... I... When I'm flying it, you can tell when you've got the uh, rigging, the right... Um, tension. the right tension because it whistles when I do my freestyle. I'm getting different. I'm playing mm. like it's like I'm playing the piano, playing the guitar up in the air. You can get different notes from. Do you get an audio down. feed from your VTX, Tony? Yeah, so I'm getting different notes from the the rigging. On if I'm falling upside down, it plays a different tune to falling that I think way. It's something we haven't captured here. Obviously, you've got the light drones that give a. Maybe we need the Revos to play a tune. <laughs> <laughs> we, could, we could get some unbuilt revos and anyway, if you send me one mine, I'll build it and then I'll be one note. I'll set mine as the note. Tony's got another note, we're on to two. We'll get the rest of the team. <laughs> did anyone yeah. uh, did you guys watch the, the Malta um racing with uh, Aaron at all? Uh, which which race? The Malta Malta the and Malta. No, Crack. I didn't no, I've I've been living under a rock. Tony, uh, did you get to see it? I watched a few um, live broadcasts and I watched it watched it back a few times. Um, nice, no, it was a nice big open track, wasn't it? Eight hundred meters or it, something. Wow! It really? was, but I, I, it was not very. I didn't think it was very marked out very well. I mean, there was not very many cones, and no. I don't know. I didn't really enjoy the track to watching it. I mean, it would have been better if it if it had been marked out a bit better. I, it was oh. based on a BMX track, wasn't it, or something similar? Yeah, it was. I think it was a motocross track. Yeah, but it was fast, though, wasn't it? I think it would have suited. Yeah, it would have. Nice it, 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 would have it would have suited. <laughs> well, are you you you're more of a faster uh, pilot than uh, Tony? You don't like the technical. I like going fast. Like drone racing to me, all these tight and technical courses are just boring because it's like, uh, uh. I, I love ripping it. You know, when people stand there and watch it, and you hear yeah. it going. And then you get the epic, epic crashes as well. That's it's something like. like an F1 race. They try and incorporate the, the short technical bits and the fast runs for the audience. So maybe, maybe a bit of both. Well, that's actually, what my mate, my mate Rich has done. We've got a place we go called Quartopia Two, which is um, sort of up near Purley Way. And um, he is the last two tracks he's done are based on Formula One tracks. So we raced Austria last week in the wind. 
Uh, and then um, <laughs> we were racing on um, Silverstone the week before. So we he's been laying out the tracks. Yeah, same as the F1 track. So well, yeah, it was quite good. Doing this short, you know, the uh, scale distance. Actually, it's probably not a bad thing as a test to get those circuits. It's good. It's fun. But then blooming Forza Cates, you can't get three quads through at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> Buy bigger gates. Actually, some people in our local club uh, put together some piping. And, you know, two runs of piping that string together, and it's so cheap and cheerful. I mean, they're a bit bit of prop killers, but pool noodles or uh, scaffolding lagging around that, you know, you can yeah. always make flags and stuff and gates and things. Well, that's another thing I want to do. I've been watching a few different people fly different tracks, and it's like we need to – I know we're going along the ground at high speeds, but it'd be good to go up over trees and, you know, around bushes and threw a hoop up in a tree type thing. And There's no too many people from the RC car world got into making the track designs. And it's 3D space that you're in, so why not fly? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I, I exactly like the towers and things. And actually, that's why I wouldn't mind trying to space it to Nottingham, um, UKDS, just for that. They, they at least have that in the track. But, yeah. yeah. Well, you know what? I'm just so happy that it is British summertime and the days are getting longer. The mountains live feed from however high he gets to with his glider. <laughs> <laughs> How high can you get with these gliders? I mean, obviously, at some point they're going to run out of air pressure to work on. What's um, the? I suppose the record. As long as, as far as your eyes can see, or as far as your the yeah. video will will go. And laid on your back in the summer breeze with, you know, the birds chirping at the side, not another noise in the sky. Have you ever fallen asleep whilst flying a plane? No, no, because you've got to keep your <laughs> blink, Jay, when you're at There's too much money invested up there, isn't there? Yeah, you've got to keep your eye on it, definitely. It's, uh, yeah. But going FPV, that could be another, another story altogether. I'm looking forward to that. Well, it'd be good if people can hook onto it. And, yeah. Can yeah. I uh, say a few words about the, the fossil stuff in America? Of course. Yeah, 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 of course, please do. Um, yeah, just to let everyone know, I'm not sure everyone's aware that there's um, a company out there, custommultirotors.com, uh, Rick Cox, uh, doing a grand job out there. Um, he's actually found a couple of new fossil stuff team pilots who we're going to try out. Nothing, nothing in the bag yet, but a guy called David Mills and Caleb Countess, what a great name. Um, so yeah, they're going to get a few frames to try, um, but yeah, it'd be nice to see something going on in the states. I'm interested in their flying. Their, their racing is always um, big open courses, whereas we seem to be really tight. Um, can you see the states going the way we're going with the really, really tight courses, or is it going to stay? Really I think I think you know um, they've got more room, so they I think it's. it's <laughs> Yeah, but the DRL sort of promotes tight space. And the thing is, I think people are more impressed when it's a tight space. Because going through speed, as long as you're tracked and you're going towards the gate, if it's too fast for runs, there's not as much skill involved, I don't think. No, there's not as much uh, skill, definitely. But um, it almost becomes more down to the actual quad itself, doesn't it, I think? With the, yeah, the pilot. But, yeah, I just... Just running something past you guys, really. You know, it's just been, I think it's going to be interesting to be really tight. They're really open. I just wonder whether there'll be some sort of uh, 
intermediate, like we come go a bit bigger and they come a bit smaller and come up with some international course size, basically. Well, I'm hoping actually that the sports take, takes off more in the UK and perhaps if we're in charge of our own regulations and things, we can make it as a world leading aspect of whether it's e-sport, uh, you know, the racing sport of it, or if it's uh, even integration into the airspace. Um, we don't have as much space in the UK and often we have to make do with what we have being a park with lots of trees or something. And, and I think that just makes us be more technical in our circuits because we have to. That's a good point, Jay. So yeah, I can see um, that. And I think the Americans will probably follow suit more of the UK because it's more testing of an ability. When you're actually doing a, a course inside, if you're having spectators, to make it more viewable, you have a smaller, tighter turns. So the UK drone show last year, uh, that was quite a tight technical course. Obviously, and I think it's easier to go tighter than it is not. To open it up, yeah. Then the, the Americans may tighten things up a bit, hopefully. So, I mean, I'm always jealous of uh, Stu from UAV Futures when he says, oh, I'm just going to do my race second. Is it like flying along past this long ridge to get to a flag? I've never had that luxury. And actually, recently, when I've been trying to get in a local flying spot now, there's no gates that I put up, but I have a circuit that I can do that is just a big figure eight, just to test different angles and things. And I, I have to make do with that small space because I can't, A, go out and run it, you know, running a course that's such a big course with just a small group of people, you need more people to put out the cones, to put up the flags and walk the distance. Um, I think it's less, less conducive to the UK where we're on a Sunday in <laughs> Adverse weather conditions coming, so smaller, tighter technical for space and weather. And I think we'll be the better pilots for it. I don't think it's as fun though. You can't go as fast. <laughs> no, but you get fast runs, and that's the key, isn't it? You just have a fast run. That how much do you want to accelerate towards a corner that you're going to then have to take wider? That's I want to accelerate till it stops accelerating and then turn left. Because I, I, I don't want to go right either. Tony is going to start the UK drone drag race. Yeah, you can only <laughs> go, you can only fly left. That way. <laughs> Faster you can. Yeah. yeah. No, it's an interesting point. I mean, have you uh, competed in any races, Martin? No, but I have entered. Uh... I don't know, even though it's a race, the Summoners, Summoners Pond event. Which, I think is, which is June, isn't it? I'm sadly it's in Barcelona. But it's, um, oh, that's more of a showtime, I think. At least if I could get my quad in the air and just go around with the boys, it'd be great. Um, yeah, that, <laughs> I ain't going to win. That's, that's, what it's, that's what it's more about, Martin. It's such a fun uh, it's a great couple event. of days. It it's is really fun. It's, it's fun. There's no stress. You can race your mates. Yeah. It's, it is really oh, good. Hold on, hold on, hold on. No stress. No stress, Tony. Are you serious? Right. Because here's Some something. I, I just I'll put this right. I was flying a circuit, just no stress whatsoever, just going through the gaps and everything. And then all of a sudden, on my feet, I saw a quad zip in front of me. Then there's like, oh no, I've got to go faster now. And no, it's it's competitive. It gets you. The red and actually, the stress because I I think it was Carlos that mentioned once like the Nationals saying that actually that moment you're about to start so much emotion so much stress so much anxiety and, and performance issues and stuff can all come to that moment when you're just about to start so I, yeah, I think it's horrible it is horrible, competitive right? I do admire the guys um, i.e. Luke Gary Leo mm. the guy I can mention them forever um, they're all 
unbelievable pilots and how they feel and a final I have no idea but it must be extremely stressful and they're very very talented guys and uh, they do put on a good show um, okay. but I can't imagine what they're going through <laughs> it's they very know, very stressful they do, yeah, they do have very, very well. on. I have to go to the toilet all the time <laughs> yeah what are your techniques to chill out before a flight eraser uh, but you know, like, I suppose it's it's getting to that point of now as athletes, and are you in the zone enough? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. You've got to. Can you perform in that moment, given that time, given that opportunity to yeah. do your best and, and be the fastest? Or and it's stick top. On it. it's, uh, well, Sometimes it's not fastest, though, Jay. Is it? Not not necessarily who's flying fastest towards stuff. No, no. Sometimes it's just about keeping on that track and keeping your head cool and let people overtake. I've, I've had that before. People overtake and then they crash out the next bend and you're still going at your speed. It's... The hair, <laughs> slow and steady. Yeah. <laughs> not to be said. Well, not, I mean, not Doesn't slow. That but... what you're saying, Tony, that you've got to go fast, fast, fast. <laughs> no, he just enjoys going fast. You got when you're at a, every race is is different all the time. You've got weather difference. You know weather can do yeah. stuff to your VTX. The conditions of the wind. Every every time you turn up, yeah, everything. What you ate the night before. Oh, I'm, you see, actually, we joked a long time ago, Tony, about how we were going to test with you over this year and see if we could make it better you know better pilot through zen meditation or whatever you know yoga maybe eating the right stuff having the right drinks but actually you know like there's something and actually having the right vitamins in your body at the right time uh yeah are you still willing to be a guinea pig for the race season ahead tony yes options only we will not make you eat meat but we'll, we'll try and enhance your performance yeah, I'm, I'm up for whatever. A bit of bit of Zen meditation. Do no, you know? Do we? Well, actually, do we good? Here, here, a problem. To be performance enhancer testing for how sharp your your you know how sharp are your reflexes? Because that's all it is. It's how good is your hand-eye coordination? How fast are your reflexes to how fast you can go around the track? Well, I'm getting older every every living year, every day. Guys, so they're getting guys, slower. Guys, can I just start? Say something. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, just a question on these big quads, these uh, big races. What are your right. on these? Oh, they're like the giant class, the freedom class, I think they call yeah, it. Yeah, any, any mileage on that? Tony's uh, sort of smiling there, I can see him. <laughs> yeah. I'd, I'd like to do a massive big quad, I, I think it would be fun. How about that massive thing, the flight test boys? Play? Yeah, I yeah, saw that. Uh, Maybe but, not that big. No, that's no, great. The one thing that, that okay, like three D heli, uh, well, even just helicopters, but three D uh, helis. There's one magical thing about when they're flying that, that just goes. You can see them. And it's no, 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 no it's not even that. It's the noise. And yeah, the noise yeah. on the larger size is something that's it, it instantly has more power to it. It's like Vroom. scary. You know, it's scary. Yeah, they are scary. That's oh, I stand scary. behind someone while and, watching no, them. I actually think they're onto the right idea. How do they make it more of a compact, uh, spectator sport? And I think it's it's an idea that's worth testing, whether it's actually the one that actually does get people involved or not. 
I don't know. But for a spectator sport, they sound amazing to see. You know, I it was uh, you just reminded me of a point. There was a long time ago when they were going to build these rocket-propelled planes, and they were going to race them around circuits. But one aspect of this whole idea, I think it was to do with SpaceX, actually, along about. But one aspect was they'd have people competing at home through the same circuits, um, flying similar things with a joypad, but they could compete against the real race. And there's no reason why nowadays people shouldn't be able to play along at home in the interactive aspect of what it is of, you know, the century we're living in, the time we're actually living in, why they couldn't compete against the real-time pilots that are actually flying elsewhere and i think that is the aspect where people will start to follow this more more than the size of these things flying along so to, to gamify the sport so people can you know because there's no other option that could do that at home you can't play along with the football game or anything like that but now with a controller the controller is the interface and so you can mirror that controller at home through a virtual sense and that's what will actually be driving the uh, spectator aspect of it because they're spectating and competing, albeit from their armchair at home. But yeah, I, I just love the sound of the big, big ones. No comments. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I think it's still interesting because we still have the subculture with flying these things. There's still you know, like terms pop up, bando and stuff, where it's bando building and, and all these different so-called aspects of what we, the technology that we use. So we have a secret code if we're talking about it. Um, we are lucky to have one of the last subcultures that exists with flying these things. And whether when it comes to mainstream, whether it's through sports and stuff, that's when we've lost it. But at least now we still have that subculture. Yeah, I think the trouble with the big stuff is the, the big cost, is. isn't it? Yeah. But that flight testing is amazing. Most is going to be a hundred pounds. Flight fest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, maybe, Tony, maybe if you build gates big enough for that, you won't have the same small gate issue. You could fit 20, 30 at your time. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, oh, yeah, I don't yeah. want oh, I, uh... I don't want I, uh... I can hear myself Ah, it might be. Uh, I mean, no, he's gone. Can't eat yeah, now. He might Can't have eat just, now. Uh, I think Tony, we're gonna have to. Oh, are you still there? Yeah, yeah. He's still there. Um, what were you gonna say, Tony? Oh, he's muted himself. Tony doesn't want to speak to us anymore, Martin. <laughs> oh, I can, all I can do is hear myself. <laughs> It's horrible. It's horrible. No, I can hear you double. Try some. Oh. I'm going to mute myself for a minute. Myself. No, I was actually going to say just talk, Tony. Just just take your headphones off and talk. Go on. No, 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 do it. Take your headphones off and speak and just, just let it all out. Say, I'm going to be the best drone pilot of 2017 and there's no other competitor. <laughs> I'm going to be the best. Come on, say it. Take your headphones off. Don't listen to anyone. Uh, well, actually, you know, okay, whether it's a large quad or not, I think there's an aspect that's lost a lot of the time, and that is freestyle events and freestyle flying at events, even if it's not a scored thing. And actually, 
it comes down to the 3D heavy aspect where perhaps that would be such a spectacle and the noise, the, the sight and everything that's in, is much more exciting to, to, to witness. So, no, it's that, it was, there's not enough of it. No, no. But that's why Tony's starting to help out by Oh, doing his, his videos, I'll tell you what, the first one he posted the other day, it's, it goes down with the one over the lake for me. It was, what, it was his second best, if not best. It was uh, a be beautiful thing to watch. And I'm really looking forward to watching Tony produce some more superb freestyle videos. I think they're absolutely fantastic. The music he sets to them is brilliant. Um, a real joy. And I could, it's something you can watch over and over again. Thank you. <laughs> You're not echoing now. No, it yeah. sounds right. Then. No, no, it's all perfect. In fact, any of Tony's uh, the last two videos certainly. Um, and if anyone can hunt out his uh, 280 blue 280 over the lake, flying past the dogs, absolutely wonderful. Yeah, Just, uh, I, I do that, love that video. Still. That was a great video, and everyone should watch it at least once. So, man, you know, like I, I, I watch all. Your, I've seen most of your Tony videos, Tony, but um, I do have to watch the latest one. But, man, um, last year ago, as we were saying earlier when we started this chat, you had a fossil stuff sign up in a field in Brighton, and it was glowing, saying fossil stuff. Are you going to be coming back to the show that is hopefully happening? I don't know exactly where, but Mini Air Show Three is. Uh, almost ready to have tickets sold. Are you going to be there? Yeah, I'm all signed up. Um, had a good chat with Chi about setting up the netting and stuff. Looking, and for, looking for bods to help out. Um, hopefully the fossil stuff team pilots, JB, Martinez, UAV, Bradders, Turnstar, Smokey and Antique are all going to be there to help me. You know what? It's, it's kind of like a big event. Some of the bigger names in this thing, so I, I can't wait to actually. But uh, you know what? If you're actually wanting to help out and volunteer, I'm sure you can get in there for free because you're volunteering. Well, I've, but I've what sort of help you? Uh, pay a few quid to um, have a stand there, and hopefully the, the few quid will help pay for something or other. Um, yeah, I, now, I do believe if you go to mini miniairshow.co.uk, I will post a link in the chat in a second. But if you go there, you will be able to buy the tickets from the 1st of April. Now, the 1st of April, I know it sounds like April Fool's Day, but actually, <laughs> a fool's thing. So, actually, you'll be able to buy the tickets. I am so looking forward to this, actually, this year. It's 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 kind of like the start of everything that, for that year ahead, in my eyes. Well, if, if it's anything to go by last year, it's going to be a cracking event. That, re um, that relay race was just so much fun. Yeah. That was my first ever race. Did you know that? <laughs> first ever attempt. Yeah, not sure what's going to happen this year. If they can, if everyone can do the same again, it'd be yeah. awesome. Well, I think I think there's there's so many interesting ideas that are going around. So that you know, I think even Tony, you should try and set your hundred meter record. Um, I even the, the other idea I want to have is is Adam Juniper, who's usually on the show with us. Uh, who writes books and stuff? Um, he might be having his first FPV experience, so yeah, <laughs> that could be interesting. Be fun. Yeah, yeah, the person's first, first person view event. <laughs> we need to have yeah. a with Dom and uh, Frank, see if we can get a speed run going as well, somewhere. Actually, that's not a bad idea, actually. And and so, you know, someone who's got a radar gun because it could even be a pay a small fee 
local charity and actually find out the speed of your quad. 50 could do it, isn't it? Yeah, and maybe the person at the end gets a, a special award for having the fastest quad on the day. See, this thing is so exciting and so cutting edge. You need to buy your tickets this Saturday on the 1st of April. You've sold me already. Oh, I love that idea. <laughs> uh, you know, there's, there's, there's loads actually planning and it's just whether we can fit it all in. But it's gonna, it, it's a fun weekend. Last year was just brilliant. Camp, camp after the day and then camping around the fire and all sitting there having beers with all your mates. It's you might have followed on facebook or, or uh, on youtube and you actually get to meet these people so it's, it promises to be a, a good event full of uh, awesome pilots such as tony martin the uh, awesome suppliers and many 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 others so i do believe if you check miniairshow.co.uk you'll find more details and that the, the website is uh it's up at the moment and uh, we do need to do, i think the tickets are ready to go on sale on the survey Cool, cool, cool. Have you got any other planned for, uh, you know, uh, under Fossil stuff or Tony, you got any races coming up? I haven't booked any proper races, but um, Sunday, uh, Sunday. We're, we're having a Fossils meet Sunday, so I'm looking forward to chatting and meeting all the lads again and um, just the gang being together because um, I do miss Martinez and uh martin and all uh smoky because he's right up in birmingham so uh it's good because it's like me bradders and a couple of the others can get together all the time but it's it's harder to get together with everyone um so I'm, yeah i'm looking forward i'm looking forward to uh sunday and we got and, and ed i may i'm forget forgot ed earlier yeah sorry ed. ed's in the gang now so uh yeah good um Good day, yeah, Ed. he he came out running leaps and bounds, didn't he? And gate Amazing. flying and stuff. Absolutely. Yeah, he's really good now. He's really good now, and uh, be good to meet Flat Earther there. He's going. <laughs> he's he know, he know, he know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Flat Earther is a non-entity. It doesn't happen. It's mad. Hold on, isn't that anti-Flat Earther? Hold on a second. I I may have lost something here. You need to give me a little cryptic clue, Mister. No, it's, it's just a little uh, personal thing. Uh, I'll tell, tell you later. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> I, it, does, it does promise it'll be a good event this year. And actually the start, because, well, uh, it's also part of International Drone Day, if you didn't know, where uh, the drone show have been trying to promote drones for uh, in the po positive public uh, perception started an international day. And that's actually how I knew you lot through the normal day, actually. Um, yeah. But that's around the same time, so people all over the world are usually flying on that weekend. So oh. actually, part of that International Drone Day, it makes you feel good and warm inside. Well, hopefully, if you don't crash anyway, because then it usually makes you feel angry inside, but quite part of a large community of drone flights. Oh, Martin, there's so much to talk about. I mean, we can go on. We could do an extended run. And even there's questions that are coming through from the chat room. I don't know how much time you have, Martin. We could do a slightly longer. I don't have an awful lot of time, but. Okay, well, let me just ask. One more thing. Go, go on, do it. Sorry. Yeah, of course. Of course. As you can say, the earth is actually round. Thank you. <laughs> oh. It's not. Is he kidding you? No, it's. Tony, Tony's doing it for a joke, I'm sure. Tony's head, like the Earth, is round. It's not round, but it's actually a sphere, a globe. Um, it's, a, it's actually well, not a, so there's a diameter. It's not round. I told you it's, it's not round. It has a centre. 
But by the way, Tony, um, I think from the speed run, the money should go to the Vegan World Charity is the uh, suggestion from Laura Bell. I'm just checking through the chat because, you know, we have a dedicated part and, and portfolio community. We could do that. Actors. There's so many people that Sunday Squid, he's a regular. Uh, oh, there's so many questions, but we'll have to get you back on again for another time because I think you've got many other developments coming through in the next few months, years, Mr. Rye. Yes. And we have actually overrun our nine hours. But the trouble is, I also have to move to stop to broadcast. So, Tony. Oh, yeah, you've got to run up. Sorry. You've got to run upstairs now, Jay, haven't you, to press stop? Yeah. Actually, let's do, instead of getting me to talk, let's, count, let's see how fast you can get up there and turn it off. I'll count. Go Ready? On. The 100 meter dash. Hold on, before you continue, actually, uh, Martin, it's good to actually say this in person, but you have actually helped us out a lot with this uh, channel, this podcast. It's moved from home to home. We've been kicked out from the original uh, the Thursday night show, um, moved to different homes and everything. By the way, if you, after this podcast, I do recommend you go to the Thursday night show.com, uh, which is what was the incubator, the start of what we have today. Um, but it started there, and they usually have some wild collecting music and some patrons tonight. So give them some love, give them support. You can chat, and there's a friendly bunch in there. Go over there and say hello. Uh, but Martin, you have actually helped this channel grow, and you know, part of the long, you've been instrumental in, in things. So a massive thank you from me, not only me, but all the rest of the uh, LDO crew over the years and current and past. But thank you so much for you know promoting it and, and being such an awesome person in this this field of an industry. I think he's gone. I think he has, but that needed to be said. Maybe he's just like got a tear in his eye and he's oh, he's crying. Oh, Martin, but no. are you there? No. Austin, so well, I'm going to migrate through the house as we stop this this broadcast. But thank you to everyone that's listening in. Tony, here's some give some shout outs to the chat room. Um, let me have a look quick, 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 quick phone. Come on. Uh, shout out to Laura, um, Clegger, we got Daz, Striker, NJ's listening in. Hello, NJ. Green Patches, yeah, Matthew, Zero FPV, um, Chris. Um, I think that's about it. And don't forget to like and subscribe and comment below. <laughs> we like feedback, we feed off of it. Actually, no, no, but we do actually like feedback. And now I've progressed to the deep, dark world that I'm going to stop. Stop the internet. But Tom Smith, if you're listening, let's go flying, lad. We're going to go flying there. Come on. Let's come on. That's good. Oh. That's, come on, man. That's really good. Man. I know. Well, I'm, if not, we're going to have to replace him with a dummy and an animatronic version. But once again, thank you all for listening in. You've been listening to Let's Drone Out. Cheers, Martin. I'm sorry that you're not there. Anything else you want to say? See you Sunday. <laughs> yeah, have fun, guys. <laughs> and thank you all. See you next week. Bye for now. Bye.